Praise God. Bay Area! Welcome to the program. Yeah, my voice broke a little bit there in the middle like I was going through puberty, but that's no big deal. Yeah. Can't be perfect every fucking time. Uh, Welcome to (laughs) No Work Today. It is your favorite podcast. Unfortunately, we are way too sporadic. We are going to make a vow here in 2019, even though it's uh, March. We're going to make a New Year's resolution. I'm on the uh, Mayan calendar, so technically this is the beginning of the new year. We're going to start giving you podcasts at least once a week. It is yours truly, Zachariah, joined as always by the one, the only, Cousin Ann. What's going on, Cousin And by once a week, he means uh, <laughs> once every year. Nah, we're on. I mean, the problem nah, is nah, you're yeah. just as flaky as me, but yeah, we're going to yeah. we're gonna set a schedule. We're going to be realistic. Rather than giving you five a week or whatever, we're going to be realistic. We're going to give you one solid podcast a week. I think you and I can at least commit to that. 2019, man. Follow us everywhere. Check out the website, noworktoday.com. We are on Instagram at noworktoday. We're on Twitter at noworktoday. We're on Facebook at noworktoday. I'm at Zach Sports on Twitter, Z-A-K Sports. You are at what? The The Rees 510. The Rees 510, because he is the reason for all things good. At least I believe that's why he made that handle. I mean, he's been telling me that our entire lives because we've known each other our entire lives. All right, a bunch to get into. Uh, Great Face Dave, if you're listening, and I'm sure you are. Mm -hmm. He couldn't make it today. He's in a Tesla somewhere. Yeah, he's in a Tesla somewhere, selling some cars, slanging some pot. Who knows what Great Face Dave is doing? Wow. But he will join us probably for the next one or the one after that. Uh, We'll figure it all out. A ton Mm -hmm. to get into since the last time. What season are we on now? Season five now or season four or season three? This is season 3.1. We keep keep joking about it. Let's just make this season two. (laughs) This is the beginning of season season two. two and a half. Just, let's just call it season two, and we're going to stick to season two. We had a solid season one, yeah. and we're going to make a solid season two. So obviously, everybody's talking about NFL free agency, and this actually started during the season. This started with Le'Veon Bell not reporting, holding out, then he was going to come so that he could play the amount of weeks necessary to get free agency. He ended up getting it anyway, and mm-hmm. then and then Antonio Brown didn't play in week 17. Mm-hmm. There was been a whole hoopla during the offseason about him demanding him. a trade, wanting to be out. He was jumping on Instagram Live. He dyed his mustache blonde. He Whoa. did a bunch of crazy stuff. He did. And then ultimately, boom, out of nowhere. It worked. <laughs> he went to the Raiders. Raiders. I didn't see that coming. Now, I know that they were in the mix. Right. And there was a rumor initially about him going to the Bills. He said fake news. And I'm guessing he probably squashed that. He probably called the Bills and was like, I'm going to hold out or retire and not play at all. I what do you think happened on that I one. think he just told him, I'm not. Absolutely. Like, look, don't make the trade because I'm going to make it hell for you. No, I'm, I'm not going to go play for yeah, the Bills. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't want Allen throwing him balls in Buffalo. I mean, it would have been a horrible fit. And I, would not, I, I don't even understand why the Bills would have done that because they're not in win-now mode. So it didn't make any sense. Anyways, however... It shows you the leverage he has because he's able to do it. Oh, this whole episode has shown player empowerment as opposed to in the NFL where it's normally the owners and the coaches that have it. This whole Antonio Brown thing, he got exactly what he wanted, plus the money, went to California, Sunshine State, which I'm sure he wanted to go to, Mm -hmm. and he got everything he wanted. He got out of Pittsburgh, he got his money, and he's a happy man. Rested the body up. But you, Raider Nation, and you embody Raider Nation. You've been a Raider fan your whole life. I'm assuming you're going to follow them even when they go to Vegas. Absolutely. Your initial thoughts when you heard Antonio Brown to the Raiders. I loved it. I mean, how can you not love it? I mean, I think the biggest thing that he's going to do is bring that winning attitude into that locker room and hold guys accountable. One of the things I liked he did last year was when he called Big Ben out because they went on a little losing streak, and he let the guys know he wants to win. You need that on a team. I think for whatever reason, I just think more often than not, he's going to push our younger guys 
to be better. He's going to push those guys behind him to be better. He's going to do it for the whole team. You can make a lot of complaints about Antonio Brown off the field. And for the most part, I don't care about the antics on the sideline. Look, all great wide receivers act like that. Terrell Owens, Absolutely. Randy Moss, um, the list goes on and on. You can he doesn't even have any domestic violence cases or anything like that he does actually does he really yeah he got into a fight with his girlfriend i don't think he hit her but he like threw some furniture off the balcony mm. uh all allegedly I'm, I'm not reporting this or anything like that but you can look it up there there is some stuff there gotcha. but nobody would ever question his work ethic every teammate that you talk to says that he's the first one there the last one to go he studies film like a mofo he works his tail off he's in the gym all the time he's running his routes all the time nobody's going to question his work ethic that's what you need and I do think that that's going to be big for whatever the wide receiver core ends up being. The Raiders uh, released Jordy Nelson today, mm -hmm. so he's no longer on the squad. But they do add Tyrell Williams. We'll get to that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. But in terms of Antonio Brown, when I first got the news, look, for Raider Nation, obviously I'm excited. And just to have a guy in my backyard that is that explosive, his numbers the past six years are unmatched by anybody. He's mm -hmm. been incredible. Yeah. So there's no denying his skill. Look, he is going to be, you know, he's in his 30s, so it's not like he's in his prime prime, but I don't think he's close to being over the hill yet either. Mm -mm. They signed him to a contract. My whole thing was just confusion because last year, John Gruden did nothing but tell Raider Nation, we're rebuilding. Mm -hmm. You trade Khalil Mack. You trade Amari Cooper. So I'm thinking... You're breaking this whole thing down just to build it back up. And then all of a sudden, you add Tyrell Williams, you add Antonio Brown, you add the other pieces that they've added in free agency that we'll get to later. And it's like, what are you doing, John? Are you playing for now or are you playing for Vegas? Because I initially thought he was going to tank these next two seasons and then he was going to bring a tremendous amount of young talent into Vegas when they moved there. Yeah, I mean, you bring in these players. I think you bring in Antonio Brown more so to change the culture. You know what I mean? Like I said, make Derek Carr. Is he the guy that you want to change the culture, though? For the winning attitude, yeah. Okay. He's going to fire. He's you know he never won a ring? Really? Yeah. I thought he got one. I thought he got one in Pittsburgh, too. He came the year after Big Ben won the second one. That was the Santonio San Holmes. He was the main receiver. He's the one that caught the, caught the ball in the back of the end zone and got both feet down against, I believe, Arizona. Wow. Yeah. I thought he had one. Yeah. I mean, I know Big Ben only has two. He won the one against Seattle, which Seattle fans will tell you they got completely <laughs> robbed by the refs. Did they ever even go to the Super Bowl with Antonio Brown on the squad? I think they did and lost. I got to look that up. But anyways, I know he doesn't have a ring. But I, look, he's been a part he's of a, a winning organization exactly. for yes, all exactly. eight years. He's been, And you want that type of attitude in, in there. You want the guy who's going to work hard and make everybody work harder. And if you're agreed. doing bad, he's going to tell you, what the fuck are you doing? Agreed. But he, aren't you a little that. confused by Gruden? And look, maybe the Khalil Mack money was just too much money. And I mean, he was... Did he win Defensive Player of the Year? Uh, or did he not get it because he was hurt? I think it was... He uh, might not have got it. Anyways, yeah, yeah. he was unbelievable last year. Mm -hmm. And I just thought trading him and then trading Cooper, I was thinking, okay, they're rebuilding. And then mm -hmm. now you do this and it goes, okay, well, maybe you're trying to win now. Because right now they're putting together a team that looks like they're ready to compete next year. I don't think they're going to win the division because I think the Chiefs are going to for the next decade. Huh. But, I mean, they're definitely going to be in the wild card hunt well, next year. Well, from what I understand, they weren't in on Antonio Brown until the Bills trade fell through once they found out the trade fell through that's when they got in contact with the Steelers and that's when everything they made came together well I, I think exactly. the biggest part was probably was the contract mm -hmm. because Brown probably wasn't going to want to go anywhere his his guaranteed money had run up 
with right. Pittsburgh. Right. So he wanted a new deal. He did that on his Instagram live or whatever. He said, everybody thought he said, call me big chest. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't big chest. It was big check. <laughs> big uh, check. He was talking about loot. So <laughs> um, I think he needed to figure out the terms with the Raiders before that trade could have gone through. But when I saw it, I was just a little bit confused. But now, I mean, if you're a Raiders fan, you got to be excited. You're adding, uh, I saw something on the Raiders Instagram where a fan came up and just hugged Antonio Brown and was so thankful for him being there. And now you add uh, Tyrell Williams. I mean, Carr's got to be the happiest guy in the world because the wide receivers last year combined had like five less touchdowns than Antonio Brown had. And now you're adding Tyrell Williams from the Chargers. So now not only are you weakening an AFC opponent, AFC West opponent, you're strengthening yourself. And Carr's got to be a kid in a candy store now. Now, I don't know if they're going to keep Jared Cook. I think that's important to do because I think he was probably the best receiver last year. It doesn't look like they will. If you're Carr, you got to be licking your chops because now you finally have guys to throw to. And losing Amari probably hurt him, but they didn't exactly seem to have the best chemistry because when Coop went to Dallas, he looked great. And he didn't look great in Oakland. So this is going to be on Carr. Carr's got no more excuses not to get the balls to wide receivers now. he has a top three in the league, maybe if not the best wide receiver to throw to now. And so if he chokes it away, then, you know, it does reflect his game kind of downfalling. But hopefully, like I said before, he's in his second year of a playbook. And the only time he's had that before was the second year with Bill Musgrave and he balled out. So maybe he'll do good. Who knows? But he he has no excuse this year. I agree. And they sent Kaleche Osemele to the Jets, but then they signed Trent Brown, Mm -hmm. which moves a bunch of things around, including Colton Miller, uh, Brandon Parker, all of these different guys. They're all going to be shifting around. You you drafted one guy to be a left tackle, right tackle, and now all these guys are – I mean, look, they're going to figure it out, and the bottom line is you just want talent on the offensive line. Absolutely. Uh, I wonder about the running back position. You and I were talking before we started recording the podcast. I mean, not a ton, but I was just throwing around because we were talking about – Le'Veon Bell signing with the Jets. Yeah. And I, I thought it would be awesome if he signed with the Raiders, but I understand why you don't want to put a ton of money in the running back position. But who is the Raiders running back going to be? Is Marshawn Lynch coming back? But yeah, in general, if you're Derek Carr, first of all, if you just have Antonio Brown, you don't have any excuses. Like you should ball out in terms of your productivity towards the wide receiver position just on Antonio Brown alone. Definitely. But also, you know, adding Tyrell Williams is huge, and I'm sure they're going to add other pieces. And here's the thing that blew my mind. Before the trade went down... What blew your mind, Z? <laughs> let me go ahead and tell you what blew my mind, okay? Uh, if I can do my Gruden voice. Tell I would have traded a first-round pick for Antonio Brown. Now, let me preface that by saying I would have traded a late first-round pick for Antonio Brown. I certainly would have traded a second-round pick for Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. The Raiders got Antonio Brown for a third and a fifth. And a fifth. If you're the other teams, first of all, if you're the just across the bay, if you're a Niner fan, <laughs> you've got to be pissed off right now mm-hmm. that your team didn't give a third and a fifth for Antonio Brown. Now, maybe John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan don't want that kind of circus. And certainly, I mean, Antonio Brown is a perfect writer, yeah. right? I mean, Raider Nation welcomes the circus and welcomes the swag and welcomes the attitude and all that stuff. I like that we right there. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to edit that out, though, so you're not going to hear that. (laughs) The point is, they love it, and they embrace it. And maybe the Niners didn't. Maybe there was a lot of organizations that didn't. And again, you can eliminate probably half the teams because I wouldn't trade what I just said I would trade, a first, a second, or a third, or whatever. I wouldn't do that unless I was ready to win now. Mm -hmm. But that was why it was surprising, because John Gruden's moves prior to that had been we're rebuilding and getting ready for Vegas, and trading for Antonio Brown is a win-now move. It's a win-now move. 
I, I disagree a little bit only because, like I said before, he's going to come in and set that tone for the rest of the guys to work hard. You know what I mean? And you need that guy in that. Yeah, but you don't pay that much money to a guy just to set the tone. You're doing that because John Gruden has got to believe. because he's one of the top players in the league. John Gruden has to believe that his team is going to be ready to be in contention. Now, again, I don't think it's going to be for the West title unless Patrick Mahomes gets hurt. But he has to think that he's going to be in line for a playoff spot. Otherwise, you don't trade for Antonio Brown. I don't care how good he is for the locker room. Mm -hmm. You don't pay a guy that much money Mm -hmm. and trade a third and a five, even though that's not a ton. You don't do that unless you think you're going to win next year. You do that if you need people to come and watch these games that they're going to be playing in Oakland after coming off. They're going to sell out no matter what. After coming off a season where you you win how many games? Raider Nation is... Look, and God bless them. It's what makes them the best fan base in America. But they will never not show up. So they're coming no matter some what. I don't think you think this was about tickets in the locker the, room. Some of those later games in the season, there weren't, there wasn't as many people at the games. Still sold out. Uh, a lot of Do more. You think a lot this, more empty seats than you usually see. You think this move is about selling tickets? I don't think it's about selling tickets to the point where they did it only because of that. I think that it probably plays a part in it a little bit. I don't think so. I think this move was about John Gruden. They reel you back in after every season. All right. Well, another move they made, they (laughs) signed Trent Brown, offensive tackle, last played with the New England Patriots. Remember, he was drafted by the Niners. They gave him... $36.75 $36.75 million guaranteed, a four-year deal worth up to $66 million. I'm sure this is in part with Kalecha Osemele moving on. They're probably going to be done with Donald Penn now, Absolutely. I would assume. And again, there's going to be a lot of shuffling with Miller and Parker, but this is another move, Ant. Mm-hmm. You don't sign a guy like this unless you think you're going to win next year. I'm telling you. Gruden flipped the switch on me. By trading Cooper and trading Khalil Mack, I thought he was punting on the next couple of seasons and he was going to rebuild this thing with draft picks. Mm -hmm. But he clearly thinks that with the draft picks that he accumulated Mm -hmm. from Cooper and Mack, Mm -hmm. plus these free agent signings, that he's going to win next year. I mean, that's what he's telling the fan base. That's what he's – I mean, otherwise I have no idea what he's doing. Well, let's take into consideration that he also has a new GM in Mayock as well. So he's making moves that – Odd move, by the way. You hire a guy from the NFL Network that has no prior experience (laughs) – They've got two TV guys. Yeah. They've got Mayock and they've got Gruden, both guys that are behind the television set. Well, I mean, you know, you have a guy like Reggie McKenzie who's been playing football all his life, been around football for forever, and he wasn't doing necessarily the best job. Executive of the year. He was doing good. Executive of the year. No one's ever a bigger fan than Reggie McKenzie than me. (laughs) All right. I mean, he definitely rebuilt. That being said, his draft record hasn't been the greatest. and It was when he got executive of the year. You know, he was... No, I know, I know. Look, I'm the biggest think... McKenzie defender and pundit in the world. Yeah, but... I love McKenzie. Yeah. And then they signed LaMarcus Joyner. He yeah. comes from the Rams. Sure, the secondary. Safety, yep. So you have a secondary that's pretty complete. If you look at it on paper, you got Worley, Conley, Carl Joseph, Yep. and your boy that you just signed. Yep. They re-signed Jonathan Hankins. Right. Defensive tackle. He was a 2013 second-round pick. Eric Harris, safety. Mm-hmm. They re-signed him, so he's a backup. Yep. Let's see. Denzel Good, offensive lineman, signed him to a one-year contract extension. Hmm. He um, must be a practice squad guy. Yep. Probably more for depth than anything else. Absolutely. Uh, but after Assembly got traded to the Jets, Absolutely. Good may be primed to compete for a starting job at right tackle. Absolutely. You never know. And then they let go of Nelson, which was weird because they gave him a bonus on December twenty-eighth, I believe. Reggie Nelson. 
Uh, no, Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson. They gave him a $3.6 million roster bonus in December, and John Gruden said, normally when you hand out a bonus for next year's season, there's a pretty good chance those guys are coming back. He said on December 28th, if you watch Jordy play carefully the last four weeks when he's been healthy, you see what he's capable of doing. I think as we continue to improve this football team around some of the core guys that are here, I think you can see better and better days ahead. So, yeah, he'll be back. Not so much. He got Not sliced. Not so much. Sliced him off. Yes. Jordy, let me give you a call real yeah, quick. Yeah, I know I said you were going to be back, but yeah, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Um, they didn't anticipate getting Antonio Brown. Overall, they didn't part with much, right? Like, I thought they were going to have to give up a first-round pick for Antonio Brown. They sure. don't. So now they still have – what do they have three or four? They have Dallas's three. pick, Chicago's pick, and their own pick. Three. Okay, so it's they three have picks. three in the first round. They got two next year. So basically, they gave up – okay, what would you rather have? A three – a five and Cooper. They got the five back from the trade with Kalecio Semele. I know, but let's not cross hairs there. Let's just do wide receivers. Okay. A three of five and Cooper or a one and Brown. A one and Brown. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Who in God's name is picking the first one? <laughs> Nobody. So <laughs> Jerry Jones and them. <laughs> so I think, I, and I think Gruden's probably very confident with Mayock going into the draft that they're going to be able to get guys they are going to be able to contribute immediately. I just think if you're a Raider fan, this has got to be an A-plus offseason because you went from such a bad season last year to thinking that Gruden was just going to set this thing up for Vegas to thinking now you're competitive next year. And I don't think prior to all these moves that you were excited about 2019, now all of a sudden you're excited about 2019. If I'm a Raider fan, I'm, again, I'm not thinking division because of how amazing Mahomes proved himself to be and they have Kelsey and yeah. uh, Tyreek Hill and yeah. you know everybody else. But I'm definitely thinking wild card. Why not wild card for them? I mean, yeah, you're looking to compete. You can compete. To me, it was a complete 180 because I just didn't see it coming where they went from what I thought was rebuilding and building for Las Vegas to all of a sudden now I think they're in win now mode and who knows what they're going to do with their picks they could trade they could keep them and just pick guys that they think could you know step in and play immediately it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that the draft conversation is going to be a good one when we're finally able to talk about who they picked and what they've plugged into the system that they've got going on right now and you know how they set it up the NFL draft is the first round is just one night Right. But the Raiders are going to have three picks. Three boys. So, I mean, it, it, look, if your team only has one pick, <laughs> you're, you're dialed in yeah, yeah. To, to the draft. Yeah, but yeah. if your team has three picks, you're super dialed in to the NFL so, draft. So we'll see what happens exactly, there. Exactly. Bottom line is, and that's a flag on me. Flag on Zachary. Phone is on. That's a flag when your phone is on while you're doing radio. Phone is on. You mean just on audio. You can't. So you can't. Yeah. It's got to be off. On I have it on. On silent. Flag on me. Yeah. Antonio Brown. Look, look, it didn't work out. When Randy Moss came in, but I think this is going to be a lot different because you didn't have a quarterback like Carr, mm -hmm. and I think Moss was just checked out from the moment he got We're going to see what he can do. Yeah, and he's going to look great in silver and black. I've already seen the uh, – well, <laughs> he, he went to uh, Raiders headquarters and actually put the jersey on, but they had the superimposed pictures that, you know, the internet and technology can do now. Either way, if you're a Raider fan, you got to be 10 times happier than you were about – you know, Anything a week ago for the past 20 years. Well, 20 years. I'm just kidding. No, nah, I wouldn't go that far, but you're 10 <laughs> times happier than you Absolutely. were, you know, a week or 10 days ago. Absolutely. Moving on to more free agency stuff. Let's touch on the Niners here real quickly. Kawan Alexander, they signed him to a four year deal worth up to $54 million. It's a little bit of a head scratcher. He's coming off a torn ACL. We mm. know that the Niners have a past of signing guys that have torn their ACL, and it has not gone well for them. In this day and age, it's not a huge deal. Right. But it's a lot of money for a guy that 
has only played more than 12 games in a season once in his four NFL seasons. And he's got a lot of missed tackles. I just don't know how you can all of a sudden make him the highest paid linebacker ever. To me, that was a bit of a head scratcher. Yeah, it's a head scratcher for everybody. And not getting Brown because he said that he wanted to be a Niner. Jerry Rice came out and said that Antonio Brown wanted to be a, a Niner. Why wouldn't they have gone after him, give up a three and a five? You have Garoppolo. You've got the new stadium. You're not going anywhere. You're trying to build around. I mean, they have some skill talent in terms of tight end and Kittle, and they've got some wide receiver, you know, they've got some decent wide receivers, but putting Antonio Brown in there with Jimmy Grapes, who you put all that money into, I can't believe they didn't go after him more. They need him. They needed and, him. And you know <laughs> the Steelers wanted to trade him <laughs> there because it's out of the AFC. He must like, have had a preference or something. Who? Antonio. But Antonio said he wanted to be a Niner. He posted a picture of himself in a Niner uniform. Yeah, that's true. Jerry Rice said that he spoke to him on the phone and that he told him that he wanted to be a Niner. Yeah. And if I'm the Niners and the Steelers go, look, the Raiders are offering us a three and a five, okay, we'll give you a two and a four. Or we'll give you a two and a five. A or fact. a three and a four. That's a or fact. whatever. That's a fact. I was just surprised that they didn't go after him more. Uh, you would like to think they did, though, don't you? I just don't know why the Steelers wouldn't have sent him to an NFC team over an AFC team. Yeah, it's weird. They signed Tevin Coleman. You know him as part of the complete choke job of the Falcons being up 28-3. to Not that I'm any bitter about that at all. I can't believe how many lucky Super Bowls Tom Brady has. Coleman's good. He'll you be, like that? He'll be a good backup. To, to go with McKinnon? Absolutely. Yeah, a little bit of thunder and lightning. Absolutely. They re-signed Jimmy Ward. He's been all right. He's got plenty of talent, but he hasn't really been very healthy. He's finished four of his five NFL seasons on injured reserve with various injuries. Wow. Uh, including each of the last three years. He's missed 29 games in five seasons. Ouch. So that's not, I mean, you know, I'm not mad at bringing him back. I think they signed him for, I think it was $5 million. Mm. And then they signed Jason Verrett, one-year deal. He was with the Chargers over the past five years. It's a decent signing. I mean, all in all, though, they haven't made a lot of moves. Yeah. And you got to wonder, you know, what exactly they're going to do. Because right now, I don't know how you can get excited when your big signing is a guy coming off an ACL that hasn't remained healthy. They must have a lot of faith in their young guys. I guess. Yeah. But they didn't show much last year. I mean, look, Garoppolo being out is obviously going to weigh heavily on your win-loss record. Absolutely. So that's going to have a big part of it. And maybe they think just Garoppolo coming back mm -hmm. is going to affect their... And look, the people that win free agency, it doesn't often translate. Like you notice the Patriots are always standing away from free agency Absolutely. and they're constantly successful. Absolutely. So it's not, I mean, it's sexy for the fans and it makes the headlines and people talk about it and it gives you that feel good, but it doesn't necessarily translate into wins and losses. So maybe they're stepping back, waiting a few days and then going on the second and third rush of the free agency. Absolutely. That's when you pay guys a lot less too. So it makes sense. Being prudent. I just, I don't know. I think Brown is one place where I would have made an exception. Absolutely. I would have liked Golden Tate, too. He signed pretty cheaply with the Giants. Golden Tate is nice. He's uh, not going to do but, shit in New York with Eli and them, though. No, I know. He probably went after the money. But, I mean, they've got to do something. They can't go into this year just assuming that Garoppolo coming back is going to be your savior. Now, no, he did put him on, like, a, what, six, seven-game winning streak, you know, to end the year when, he, when they traded for him two years ago. So yes, he can have a huge difference, but I don't think you can just bank on that. I think you're going to have to put some talent around him. Absolutely. I think they're looking at it more like, you know, the Rams are going to be good for the next few years. So we might as well just build with what we have not spend too much money right now and wait for the right opportunity. And but can Shanahan and Lynch afford to do that? I think so. You think they go to York and they go, Hey, Rams are real good. So 
We're going to need a couple of uh, mulligans on these next <laughs> two years. Not necessarily that, but I mean, you're not going to try to break the bank on, yeah. on a one guy when your team's not going to win it anyway. Well, they signed six-year deals. Normally, coaches and GMs sign five-year deals. Mm. So, so they got some time. When they sign a five-year deal, your show-me year is usually year three. Mm. When you sign a six-year deal, they probably have this year and then next year because you're not going to eat three years of your GM and your coach. I mean, look, it's happened plenty of times. Yeah. But I don't um, think John Lynch is not being aggressive. He's an aggressive GM. I think he's out there trying to make the moves. I, I don't think that they're necessarily working out for him. I just think on the flip side of being a Raiders fan and all of a sudden being like, whoa, maybe we're trying to win now and being excited. I think if you're a Niners fan, you're going, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> Who have we signed? Yeah, A running back that's going to get spare minutes and a linebacker that you're banking on coming back fully healthy and remaining healthy, even though he's never proven to do that over his first few seasons. I, I just don't know where the excitement could come from if you're a Niners fan. Well, there's still some off season left to go. So, you know, hopefully they'll, you know, pick somebody else up or make a trade or you still have the draft to go. So maybe they'll come out with some hitters on that. All right. We'll get into the NBA in a minute and then we'll finish up with a little fun for the word for your weekend. You don't uh, want to talk about OBJ to the Browns? Well, I was just going to do rapid fire. If you would have let me finish, dog. Oh, my bad. Come on, man. It's called a transition. I was doing oh, like gotcha. a little reset. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Zachariah, cousin aunt, <laughs> no work today. You dig? This is a bada reset. Bing, bada this, boom. Is, this is part of the, uh, I guess we're not actually doing real radio. It's a podcast, so it doesn't matter. I'm, it's just kind of ingrained in me over the five years that I was doing terrestrial radio. So, yeah, real quick, let's do general NFL. We did Raiders, okay. we did Niners. Let's do general NFL. You wanted to lead it off. You jumped in there. OBJ. You jumped in there with the old OBJ to the Leveland. I'm sorry, uh, Cleveland shit stains. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not the Leveland shit stains. It's the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. I was shocked by that. You ask about what's going on and what are they thinking with the 49ers? What are you thinking with the fucking Giants if you're trading away OBJ? To the not Browns? only trading away OBJ, but then signing Golden Tate. Golden Tate. Like that's a aging receiver that you're giving decent money to and you had a younger receiver who, who you drafted who you dra well i think that there was a fractured relationship Absolutely. from the contract negotiations oh, yeah. and then also all the stuff throughout There's the year a lot of behind the scenes when stuff he did the little wayne with interview with joanna anderson or whatever her name is josina anderson <laughs> i don't know he, he did an interview with it was little wayne and him next to each other and then josina anderson <laughs> And, and they asked back? him if Eli was his quarterback moving forward, and he didn't really say like a definitive yes. Wow. And so I think there was a lot of stuff between the organization and him. Absolutely. And it was fractured. And look, he's getting paid a lot of money. I just don't get the Golden Tate signing if you're going to trade him away. They're just trying to have a number one receiver, obviously, you know what I mean? And they're desperately reaching out to Golden Tate in my eyes to make him that, which is not the right move at all, but... What can you do if you're with the Giants? He ain't doing a lot of the right things so far. But what the hell is Eli Manning going to do with Golden Tate? If you can't do stuff, and he was overthrowing and underthrowing OBJ all day long. I mean, I guess Tate runs shorter routes. He's he more of a slot guy. He does. So maybe that will help Eli's weak-ass arm. Yeah. But shouldn't they be making a decision? I actually like Golden Tate. I don't want to drag him. I like back. him, too. Yeah. I'm just saying it doesn't make any sense to, for him to go to the Giants. They're, he should be going to a contender. Yeah. Like, they, he would have been great in Oakland. He's going to be a number one on the Giants, though. He's not going to be a number one receiver anywhere else. He, he can't be a number one, though. Who was going to be the number one on the Giants, then? Nobody. Sterling Shepard? Golden fucking Tate. Sterling Shepard. No, but look, you know what I'm saying. When you're a slot guy... They gave him number one... Well, they didn't give him number one money. They gave him decent money. Yeah. I think, like, eight a year. Yeah. That's not... Number one money This for a wide receiver these days is, like, 25. I don't know what Ant Brown got. Yeah. But... 
You can't be a slot guy and be a number one guy because you can't take the top. He can't run like Antonio Brown and catch a bomb. He's going to more catch a slant or an in or, you know, a bubble screen or whatever. So yeah. I get what you're saying. They he will shift be these there. guys around these days. I guess what I'm doing is semantics here because right, I'm right, saying right. he's not going to be their number one, but he will be their best receiver. Absolutely. Unless Sterling Shepard, you know, because Sterling Shepard has more of the body type where he could be the number one. Golden mm-hmm. Tate's always, slot guys can't be a number one. Like a Jordy Nelson can't be a number one. Danny Amendola can't be a number one. Wes Welker couldn't be a number one. Uh, I don't know why I'm only naming white guys. <laughs> Who's the guy for the Patriots that wins all those damn... Julian Edelman, he can't be a number one. Right. Because they're just small slot guys, and that's right. what Golden Tate is. Yeah. But yeah, that move puzzled me. In terms of OBJ and the Browns, the Browns, as much as I loathe Cleveland and hate the Browns, they're gonna be nice. they've got something going. They do. Jarvis Landry, <laughs> when he's your number one, you're not going to be a great team. Yeah. When he's your number two... You're in good shape. You're in good shape. And Landry and OBJ are like best friends. Joku. And they got Mayfield, who looked like he's got it in terms of last year. Yep. So the Browns, and they they made a lot of great signings on the defensive side. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt coming off of the domestic violence. I mean, he was Whoa. fantastic for the Chiefs. Whoa. And that's a signing where, look, nobody's going to accept or okay the behavior that he did. Right. But, when, you, but when something like that happens, then you get that guy on the super cheap. And now all of a sudden you've got a superstar running back that you're paying what 1.5 million or a million something very cheap something that you should not be getting him that cheap for exactly uh, they all of a sudden look like they've got something going on in Cleveland they but <laughs> they're the Cleveland Browns and they will they will trust me they're gonna find a way to blow it I actually honestly I mean it'd be hard to deny that they're not a playoff team at this point yeah they're looking good they're looking we'll good. see Bridgewater met with the Dolphins but ultimately elected to return to the Saints as a backup to Drew Brees. He's going to sign a one-year, $7.25 million deal. Good for Teddy Bridge, man. Wouldn't you have gone to the Dolphins, though, just to get a starting gig? Or if you're him, do you just want to kick back, collect your loot, and then if Brees goes down, you step in? Yeah, get familiar with the system, stay around some guys who you're familiar with because he's done a lot of moving around, I think, since he's been... Well, Minnesota, and then I think he was with the Jets, but not not even for a game, like just preseason, I think. Is it Was it... Is that the fact? Yeah, and then got traded to. So I think it's only been three teams or two and a half, really. Well, I mean, Tannehill still got the starting spot in Miami, doesn't he? Yeah, but they're ready to move on. They're done with yeah, him. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. already talking about drafting a quarterback. I don't think they he, want Tula. He would have came in and competed for a starting spot, and not been a starter. Yes, but probably would have won it. Yeah, probably would have won it. And he probably would have had the job for two years, and then he could have got a gig somewhere else if the Dolphins drafted you somebody. Gotta, that you got to look at it this way: Drew Brees is getting older. Yeah, but he's like Brady, man. We've been saying that about Brady for a decade. That's a fact, but when the time comes, Teddy Bridgewater could possibly be the guy who's been in that system, familiar with it, and take it over. The Niners signed Jordan Matthews. Not very excited. Nah. He had uh, 20 receptions for 300 yards and two touchdowns in Philly last season. He's not bad. Uh, Ha-ha! Clinton Dix. To who? Headed to Chicago. Hmm. After getting traded from the Packers to the Reds, oh, I'm not supposed to say that. The Washington football team. <laughs> it's a racial slur, man. I'm part skin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, can't be saying Redskins like that. That's going to make that defense even better, man. It's going to be a mean D. The Bears, yes, who were very unlucky with their post post hit in the playoffs <laughs> against Philly. They released that guy since then. Did they really? <laughs> yeah, because he went on the uh, talk show circuit like an idiot. 
without telling his coaching staff. <laughs> they were like, yeah, we don't want that. Really? Yeah. That's why they let him go? Yes. Yeah, it's the main thing that I saw. Mm. Antonio Brown posted a billboard thanking Steeler fans in a message on electronic billboards in downtown Pittsburgh. The message appeared on billboards in the city Wednesday, the same day Brown was introduced by the Oakland Raiders. Thank you, Pittsburgh, AB84. That's dope. Spent yeah. a lot of time there. A lot better than the newspaper. Most people take out newspaper ads. Yeah. Newspapers are kind of dying. I still love them. I root for them. I read them. Uh, but yeah, Digital that's billboard now. That's, that's 2019. Yeah, that's, that's a lot better than a newspaper. <laughs> the Cowboys lost Cole Beasley. He went to the Buffalo Bills, but they did keep Tavon Austin. Mm. So their slot position. Yeah. Shouldn't be much of a big Inter- deal. Interchangeable. Yeah, let's see here. Saints restructured Drew Brees' deal for cap space. Save some money, try to go after Jared Cook. They created more than $10 million in salary cap space by restructuring his deal. I don't know why they, all teams don't restructure all deals to create the Every maximum year. amount of right. salary cap. Because yeah. it seems like these teams are able to move things around easy enough. Let's see. Dorsett resigns with the Patriots. Chiefs released Eric Berry because they wow. signed the Honey Badger. From yeah. Arizona. Interesting. He Eric was, Berry he, had that near-death injury. He was injured all last season. Yeah, he was a great player, but yeah, he was constantly... Um, Getting injured. Yeah, constantly injured. He'd be Let's back see. this year, though, like fully healthy, so I don't know why they let him go. Probably a salary cap thing. Adrian Peterson, who turned back the clock last year. I think he had a 98-yard rushing touchdown or something. Went back to Washington. Yeah, he went back to Washington for eight milli. That'll be his final year, I think. You think? Yeah. Why? I have a feeling he's got a lot of kids. Uh, I'm going to throw out allegedly and I'll look it up, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. So I'm pretty sure he needs as many checks as he can <laughs> that he can go. He's going to go yeah. as long as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to say no to him. Oh, what did you think about the D four deal? The Niners, a little bit, a little bit of excitement there for the Niners. They, uh, they got D Ford from the chiefs. Now I've got a chiefs insider. <laughs> we know him with art. We love art. The, the, He's a diehard Chief fan. Uh, he gave me the scoop on D Ford. Yeah, D Ford. Here's the scoop, guy. He's solid, man. Here's the scoop. Go ahead, guy. He was amazing last year. Mm-hmm. Made the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. But my boy Art, diehard Chiefs fan, he's a little suspicious that he was only dominant last year because he was about to be a free agent mm-hmm. or he was about to get franchise tagged or whatever. And he said the years before that he completely underperformed. And Art, when I asked him, I said, "Well, do you want him back?" And he said, "Well, I don't know because part of me says yes." But then another part of me thinks if we sign him to a big deal, he's just going to regress back to what he was before this year. So I don't know. He seems like a guy that's hungry, that's just going to add on, and and maybe it finally clicked for him last year. But I do have worry about guys that are really sorry, and then on their contract year, they ball out of control. Because once you give them their money and they eat, then they get satisfied and they stop working as hard. So it's weird. But certainly the Niners need quarterback pressure. They better win to keep them interested in it if that's the case. They got it in Ford. The Jets have made a lot of moves. Uh, The Dolphins lose their only good player on defense, Cameron Wake. He signs with the Titans. Three-year, $23 million deal. That guy never ages. He's phenomenal. Yeah. Ooh, Bradley Roby, who I like a lot. He signed a one-year, $10 million contract with Houston. Coming off an injury? Yeah. Yeah. He's good. But I like that guy. Solid. And one year, $10 million, I think that works for both because it's probably going to be a prove-it year for Roby. It's a lot he, of money. He'll get a big deal if he balls out. And for Houston, low risk, high reward. A one and done if he doesn't perform. Remember that old uh, Roger Saffold that almost signed with the Raiders, but then there was the physical? Definitely. Safu, snafu. Weird. He signed a four-year, $44 million deal with the Titans. So the Rams' offensive line gets a little worse hmm. while the... Uh, Titans line gets better. I don't know what the Titans. The Titans always seem to be eight and eight, seven and nine, nine and seven, barely make the playoffs, losing the first round, maybe win a game. 
They're putting um, some stuff together, man. Do you believe in Mariota, though? I do. Okay. Uh, here's what I love, and I love me some Rams, except for the fact that they totally let me down in the Super Bowl. What do you expect? Come on, man. No points? Anyways, I like this signing a lot for the Rams, and maybe they'll find a way to score more than zero points in the Super Bowl <laughs> if they make it again. They signed Eric Weddle. Remember, yeah. he was with the Chargers yeah. his whole career, played yeah. with the Ravens the past couple of years. Absolutely. He signs with the Rams. I like that. I like that signing a lot. And it goes right along with what they've been doing. I mean, they got Sue. They're going to lose Sue. They're going to lose and Dominic Sue. And Sue. They're going to lose him. But they sign all these guys. They re-signed Fowler, who they got from the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. They just add talent. Yeah. They're like, hey, keep the lead, sign him. You know, I mean, all these guys. They got the, uh, who's the wide out? Cooks from, from New England. They just add talent. And I, I love that mentality. Weddle's, if I'm a Rams fan, I love it. Weddle's good, man. He had that Ravens D, that back of the Ravens D solid. So. Indeed. The Saints say goodbye to Mark Ingram. He goes to the Ravens, and then they sign Latavius Murray, who leaves the Vikings. I like that. You like Latavius Murray? I do. Did you like him on the Raiders? I did. He wasn't a very he wasn't much of a fan favorite a when he was in Oaktown. Runner. Yeah, I the like him a train, lot. Man. He runs too high. That's his only. He's problem. tall. Yeah. Yeah, but he's powerful. Ingram to the what? Ingram to the Ravens. I like that. Yeah. With Lamar Jackson. Ravens also got Earl Thomas. I like that too. That's an upgrade from Weddle. Indeed. You see Lamar Jackson was going like 102 miles per hour and put it on his Snapchat or something? He's like 19 years old, man. He can do that type of stuff. <laughs> Tweeted out an apology. <laughs> oh, this is sad. Terrell Suggs leaving the Ravens. That was one of those things where I wanted him to be there his whole career. Yeah. He's going to the Cardinals, I believe. I hate when – that's like when Emmett Smith went to the Cardinals from the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, just just stay where you're at and then retire. Especially the Cardinals, too. They're so, like, unappealing. Yeah, for real. That's like the typical team of a guy going <laughs> to the desert, retiring where it's hot. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love this for the for, – if you're an Eagles fan, Deshaun Jackson. I like it. Going back to where it all started. Yeah. Leaving Tampa Bay. They traded him to the Eagles. The Eags. I like that deal a lot for <laughs> – the starting quarterback for the Eagles that I Wentz. can't think of right now. Carson Wentz. <laughs> I'm editing that out, too. <laughs> Leave it in there, guy. Nah, it's getting out there. No, nah, I mean, they had a hole to fill with Golden Tate being gone. Yeah. You know, so they just brought Deshaun Jackson in. I think that's good for him. Landon Collins doing the typical. Why do the Washington football racial slur team, why do they always do this? What? Albert Haynesworth. I mean, they sign all these guys all the time, and it never amounts to anything. And I'm talking about Landon Collins in this instance. They signed him for six years and $84 million, $45 million in guaranteed money. That's crazy. It's like Daniel Snyder can't get out of his own way. He's like the James Dolan of NFL owners. How old is he now? I don't know. He's probably, you know, I don't know, close to 60, if not 60. I don't know. Yeah. The bottom line is he can't get out of his own way. Yeah. He's, he's like the owner of the Knicks, James Dolan. I mean, they're both nincompoops. They should take the teams from them. Yeah. The, the commissioner should just step in and go, look, clearly you can't do this. All right? So you can own, but you got to own from afar. Yeah. You can't make one decision. You can be the owner of the team, no decisions. <laughs> Anyways, I think he's a solid player. I would never throw that much money on him. And why are the Redskins doing any... Oops, flag on me. Why is the Washington football team making any moves to try to win now? Alex Smith has been in the hospital for like nine months. With that horrific injury, which, by the way, the only more horrific injury I've seen other than that was Joe Theismann, also a Washington football team quarterback, who got demolished by Lawrence Taylor, I believe, on Monday Night Football. But they have no quarterback. They have no quarterback. So why are you signing Landon Collins to a huge deal? (laughs) What the hell are you going to do next year? They must have some shit in the works, man. Fair enough. By the way... Who um, knows, though? 
I'm looking at this thing where there's a bunch of NFL analysts that grade deals. Mm-hmm. They gave Quan Alexander signing the linebacker for the Niners. Mm-hmm. They gave it a D plus. <laughs> Last time I checked, that's not passing. That's not something to be excited about right there. Uh, Cowboys haven't done a damn thing. We'll they, see. they still got to sign a lot of people. I'm a little worried anytime the Raiders sign a Patriots guy. I just, Trent Brown for that much money. Remember, I think the Niners drafted him in the seventh round. Well, supposedly the Patriots offensive line coach is supposed to be top tier. And the year before, sent one of the other Patriots offensive linemen to get one of the biggest contracts he's ever got, too. So they're doing something right over there. And they got Trent Brown dialed up to come in and make a difference. Supposedly. The Chiefs released Justin Houston. Wonder where he's gonna go. Too much money. Yeah, that's two guys though that the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs relied heavily on the pass rush in terms of their defense. Because defense the, wasn't that good last year. It's awful. But the yeah. only good part was their pass rush, exactly. and now they've got D None. Ford going to the Niners, and they release Houston. Yeah. So maybe the Raiders do have a shot at the AFC West. <laughs> Who knows, man? Let's get excited, huh? Not with Mahomes making no look passes and shit. Carlos Hyde to the Chiefs. I like Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Yeah. I was interested. I mean, his whole career to me has been pretty fascinating. He went from a guy where you thought he was going to get some money, and then he goes to the Browns, and then w- was he on the Bucks at one point or somewhere in Florida? Jackson, Jacksonville. Jacksonville? Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was in Florida. It's been a rough road for him, but he runs hard, and I think he's a good addition to any team. I uh, would have liked the Raiders to try to pick him up. If I'm a running back or if I'm anybody on offense and I'm trying to go somewhere to show how good I am and then get a big deal, I'm going to Andy Reid. Absolutely. Because Andy Reid is an offensive genius. Yep. The defense, on the other hand, another team that let me down in preventing the damn Patriots from winning the Super Bowl. Not that I'm bitter or anything. <laughs> how many titles do they have? Like 17? Who, <laughs> the Pats? Yeah. Who the hell knows? Bro. Six, man. It's six. It's sickening. Tom Braid. What else we got? Teams ask cards about QB Rosen trade. Do you think the Cardinals are going to pick Murray one and trade Josh Rosen? 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 Uh, I think Rozier? so. I think so. It's a weird move just because you picked him, what, last year? Last year. <laughs> With in the, the first, first round. round. Yeah, top 10 pick. Supposedly Murray's a, a different type of athlete. So, But the Cardinals coach, when in college, said that if he was drafting, he would pick him number one overall, exactly. and now they have the number one overall exactly, pick. Exactly, yeah. So. What else would he do? I think you got to give Rosen. I mean, he look, look, he's mobile. He's got an arm. Did he, he didn't look all that good, though. He had nothing around him, though, and it was his rookie year. You got year. Larry Fitz, man. <laughs> Larry Fitz, 78 years old, still catching the damn ball. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be told, look, if you're absolutely sold on Murray, you got to do it because it doesn't matter. If you're sold on anything, 100%, you do it. But if you're at all wishy-washy, the number one pick is very valuable. And if someone else wants to move up there, I don't know that you can judge Josh Rosen off of last year. I think in a world where you need as many franchise quarterbacks as you can get, you take a roll of that dice and get Murray and let them compete. And then all those teams that are calling you this year about Rosen, you trade them to, you know, during the season or next year. Yeah. And get a first-round pick, second-round pick, whatever. Fair enough. All right, those are the major moves in the NFL. We will transition now over to the NBA. Uh, and let's um, before we get into the Warriors, let's talk a little bit about LeBron. We don't have to get into super depth about it, but I do find it very interesting that this year went so horribly, and I've had fights with people about whether or not this year is some sort of stain on LeBron James's legacy. Now, I don't think it is at all, and the people that argue that it is say that he handled it poorly, which I agree with. Mm-hmm. He missed the playoffs. That's a fact. indisputable. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he went from the East to the West or whatever. I mean, you could say all these different things. My whole thing is when you put his whole body of work into context, who gives a shit? Right. To me, no one's going to be talking about this in 20 years. They're not going to be saying, LeBron's one of the best players ever. But 
in 2018-19 season, he was with the Lakers and didn't make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is he doesn't have anything around him. The Lakers were crap last year. Now, it's a testimony to LeBron that he had them at the four seed before he went out with an injury. He went out with an injury. You saw how crap the roster was. He came back, and it was too late. Now they're going to miss the playoffs. But that's not a stain on LeBron. How do you feel about it? Not at all. I think he had expectations in regards to what he was going to be able to come in and do. Of course. Any team with LeBron is going to have expectations. Yeah, nobody expected him to go on a championship run or anything. So when he did get injured... You know, that that's the reason why they're not making the playoffs. Yeah. He wasn't around to be playing for them the whole season. Did he's he go to one, L.A.? He's still one of the greatest. Did he go to L.A. for basketball reasons? No. No. He went there for Hollywood. Yeah. He's got a game show. He's got an HBO special. He's doing movies. Movies. He's doing Space Jam next year. He's doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to deny that. Mm-hmm. But to me, he's already cemented his legacy as one of the top, in my opinion, the best player of all time. If he's not that, he's in the top two. He's at least in the top three. Definitely in the top five. I could, I think you could say that he handled the trade situation with Anthony Davis wrong. That kind of stained him a little bit. But he didn't do anything. I mean, he did do something, but he, he was didn't, acting a little prima donna-ish about it. But he didn't do anything overtly. No, 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 definitely not. He definitely said, "Hey, of course I'd like to play with him." Right. He's not lying there. Right? Did it fracture the locker room? Yeah, yeah and I'm sure him being LeBron felt entitled. The Lakers being. The franchise that they are felt entitled mm-hmm. that they were definitely that, that it was just a foregone conclusion that they were going to get him. But you don't always get what you want. They right. almost got CP3, and the commissioner stepped in and nullified that deal. So I don't think he handled that properly at all. I agree with all that, and I think missing the playoffs is pretty bad when you're that good. No matter what your team is, you should make the playoffs. But he was hurt, and he doesn't have anything around him. Right. Those young guys are are no good. Ingram's good. Ingram's good. And Ball has proven to be good in his absence, believe it or not. Kuzma's not bad. Kuzma's decent, yes. But you got McGee, you got Stevenson, you got Rondo. I know, but they the, built that team around them like they were going to do some things. I agree. And they were the four seed before he went out. He got hurt. They shit the bed. And then when he came back, it was too late. I just look, it's not a good look for him. It's not a good season for him. I'm not saying it's any sort of positive, but I'm not going to think about LeBron's career and then think about, oh, in this one Lakers year, he really didn't handle this well and he didn't do this well and they missed the playoffs. So that stains his legacy. I think that's taking it way too far. I think more so next year, it'll fall upon his shoulders a little bit because they'll have, you know, they'll kind of know what they have and know what trades or whatever they need to make to try to make that team better. So we move on to the dubs. Do you think that he'll be on the Lakers next year? Because of there's, course. There's, there's, there's rumblings about trades. He's not going anywhere. Considerations He's not of going trading anywhere. in. The question is whether or not they're going to bring anybody in because the Clippers are going to make the playoffs and they have room for two max players next year. Whoa. So Kevin Durant could go there. Kyrie whoa, whoa. Irving could go there. I mean, Ka- Kawhi Leonard could go there. All sorts of guys could go there. Mm-hmm. And that's the irony of L.A. and New York. L.A. has the two. Two teams. Has two teams. And the one that's been a has-been is in better shape right now than the team that's been historic franchise. And in New York, it's the same thing. With young Pat, the Knicks yeah. are a joke, and the Nets look like they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. And Brooklyn has tons of cap space. We'll see how it all shakes out. We move yeah. on to the dubs. To the I, dubbers. I was at the Suns-Dubs game in very good seats. Shout out to my brother. They got their ass whooped. No, they didn't. The Suns barely won, but they won. Yeah. And Clay who, Thompson. Who whooped them then? Who whooped them? I don't know. Clay Thompson wasn't playing. No, Clay Thompson played, and he called out the fans in the oh, Suns yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, That was draped out in purple and orange. Lumber Baron. Uh, no longer a professional <laughs> broadcaster, so I could do whatever the fuck I want when root, I go to games. You want to root for? So I wore nothing but orange and purple. And miraculously, I went into that game. I went with my mom. Shout out to Mama Dukes. 
I went into that game and just hoping that the Suns would keep it close, that it wouldn't be a blowout. I was hoping it just wasn't down 15 at half. And sure enough, they were down 13 in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. But the Suns come all the way back, end up winning that game. After the game, Clay Thompson called out the fans. He has since tweeted out an apology. But he said, you know, we need energy from the fans. I feel it. I know it's a long season, but come on, y'all got to pick us up because you're spoiled because we've won all these championships. He apologized later. I think it was one of those trap games. Houston was coming up. Of course, they beat Houston last night. Without KD, mm-hmm. they smacked up on the Nuggets twice. Big win. Which is when people say, oh, but what about the Nuggets? I laugh in your face because <laughs> the Nuggets are not going. If anybody's going to topple the Warriors, it's going to be the Rockets or maybe whatever team comes out of the East. But it's not going to be Denver. It's not going to be anybody else in the West. But your thoughts on the Warriors so far? I think going into Houston and winning without KD tells you all that you need to know about how talented this squad That's is. That's a statement game right there for them to win. So we're both Nuggets games. The first Nugget game was in Denver, and they were tied for the one seed at the time. This was early on in the season, mm-hmm. and the Warriors slept, you know, put it on them. Yeah. The last time they played the Nuggets, they put it on them. Again, they were close in terms of being the one or the two seed or whatever. And then they lose to the Suns. It just proves my point that when it comes playoff time, they're going to play totally different than they've been playing throughout the regular oh, season. Oh, absolutely. But I still think you got to be worried about them boys, man. The, the, the Houston Rockets, I think, are the only ones that can give us some trouble in the West. Agreed. But last night without KD and winning... I mean, Boogie played out of his mind. Yeah, he did. Uh, Clay Thompson was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry did his thing. James Harden was off. I think it was 2 of 12, 2 of 13 from 3. And that's not going to happen. But it happened in Game 7. It Remember, did. Teresa, uh, not Teresa. I combined it his name. Ariza. Trevor Ariza <laughs> went like 0 of 13 from 3. And I think they missed their first 16 threes or whatever Chris, the hell the numbers Chris were. Chris Paul, which they have this year, though. That was a big deal. That's not big having deal. Chris Paul. But they had Chris Paul last night. Yeah. And they didn't win. And, yeah. I, you know, to me, it's just the team is too good. It's it's an all-star team. And when the all-star team really tries, which is what they're going to do come playoff time, nobody's going to hang with them. I'm not saying they're going to go fo 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 or whatever. They're not going to sweep throughout the playoffs. Right. But I just can't see any team beating them in a seven-game series. The highest chances of that happening are, you know, the Celtics maybe. The Toronto Raptors have a good lineup Kawhi, when yeah. it comes to, yeah. to the playoffs. Kyle Lowry, yeah. I think this year more than any. The Bucks. So, you got any? I mean, the Bucks year, have the best record in the league. This year more than any is it's in question a little bit more. I think, but, but I think less so because they have Boogie Cousins and they made that signing. I think Bogey's going to play a big part. Oh God, come on! What do you mean? He's old as dirt and he was playing in Australia. But he's a defensive player though. Okay. And our defense lacks sometimes. You think Bogut's going to have a big impact on the playoffs? On the defensive side of the I'm ball. I'm going to hold you to that. Not a huge impact. I'll I'm admit that I'm wrong. If, I, if, no, if he, no, no. I think he's going to come in and play a, a good part. I think the Warriors need him. I think they're more vulnerable this year than they probably have been. Mm-hmm. But even that is saying nothing. It's like saying Jessica Alba doesn't look quite as good today than she does most days, but she's still gorgeous and she's still the best looking girl in the room. And so I just think <laughs> I, I, they could have, I, I think the biggest thing for them is off the court. It's mm-hmm. the KD with his foot out the door, him and Draymond getting to a beef. KD always beefing with the media. I think it's the beat themselves. Disease of more, winning all this time, having to get back, playing all those games every year, well into June, uh, having to go overseas to play games. I mean, all the stuff that they've had to do, that is what could be a factor into it. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is when you roll the ball up, when you throw the ball up, it's like playing pickup hoop. You know when you have the best squad. Mm-hmm. And how often, look, you might lose a game in pickup hoop. And you might get knocked off the court and you're standing on the sideline like, how the hell did we lose? But it won't be best out of seven. 
you could lose a game. You could lose two games. Hell, you might even lose three games like they did last year against Houston. Mm-hmm. They're not losing four against any team in the league. And I, it, it's why everybody was upset when Kevin Durant signed with the Warriors. It's why. So they made their point against Denver. They made their point against Houston. And I'm sure they're going to continue to make their point and they're going to get the one seed because I think that's important. Last year, they didn't have the one seed. Remember, that game seven was in Houston. And like you said, if Chris Paul was healthy, who knows what would have happened in that game. So I think they're going to make a point to get the one seed. Mm -hmm. And I think that once they comes playoff time, and you might not even see it in the first two rounds, Ant. You might not even see it. Like they might still be thinking it's regular season ball in the first two rounds, mm-hmm. but come Western conference finals against what I think is going to be the Rockets and come the finals about, you know, whatever team comes out of the East, they're going to turn it up. They're going to turn it up and they're going to win. I mean, not easily. I mean, maybe some series will go six or so. I mean, maybe there'll be a seven game series. I don't know, but bottom line is they're going to win the title. It's a foregone conclusion. We knew it last year. We knew it the year before that. We knew it the year before that. We thought it the year before that. And it would have been if Draymond green didn't kick LeBron in the nuts and the year before that was the one that was the surprise because that was their first one. But other than that, we've known it every year. And then they added Kevin Durant, and <laughs> and then they added Boogie Cousins. <laughs> and then they added Boogie Cousins. It's not fair. It's just not fair. And it's why, unless you're a Golden State Warriors fan, mm. you're hoping that it goes back to the days when you and I were growing up. Mm. You had the Sonics, right? We're not hoping for it to go back to that. No, I'm saying it, unless you're a Warriors fan. Oh, okay, gotcha. If you're a Warriors fan, you want to have this continue until forever. the Chase Center forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you're not a Warriors fan, you mm. want to go back to the days where it was Sean Kemp and Gary Payton, Carl Malone and John Stockton, Jordan and Scottie Pippen, even though they made it look unfair. But Patrick Ewing and John Starks, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon and Kenny Smith, I don't know. Mm. The point is you had... The superstars better spread out throughout the league. Absolutely. Rather than it being so condensed into one squad, which is what the Warriors have, which is why they're like the Monstars from Space Jam. I mean, it's it's like a it's a cheat team. It's a team that you wouldn't be able to compile if you were starting a dynasty in NBA Live or whatever the hell they're calling it now. <laughs> <That's a fact. laughs> NBA 2K. Whatever <laughs> yeah, the hell. 2K. It is. <laughs> Touched on LeBron, and I can edit this out. Right, I think the Celtics. Who, who do you think is the biggest threat though in the whole league to give the Warriors that? Or in the East, because eventually that's who they're going to have to play in the finals anyway. Well, you, you think me, they're going to see? You asked me first, in the whole league, I would say Houston's one. Right. In the East. And then in the East, honestly, those teams seem very similar. Boston, Philly, Milwaukee, and who am I forgetting? Toronto. Toronto. Boston beat the brakes off in the last Boston game made Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals last year without Hayward and without Irving. Mm-hmm. So everybody thought it was no doubt that they were going to make the finals. Right. They're starting to come together a little bit, but they're still showing signs of not being a cohesive team. And I can understand why, because those young guys play big roles, and now all of a sudden they've got to take more of a backseat role Mm -hmm. because Hayward and Kyrie are there. If they can put it all together, they've got the most talented team on paper. Mm -hmm. But I think in the NBA, it comes down to who's got the biggest superstar, and out of all those teams, and you can make the argument for Antetokounmpo, you got to say that quick so you don't mess it up. Yeah, it's a hard one. Problem is, he's a he's an inside guy. Mm-hmm. So if you ask me who's the biggest threat, I would say Toronto, just because of Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Philly, I like Jimmy Butler a lot. Obviously, you got to love Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. They have the sharpshooter and J.J. Redick. They've got a lot of pieces. Ben Simmons, they've got a lot of guys. They do. They added, uh, who's the guy from the Clippers that they added? Oh, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. He's good. He was a great pickup from Lefty. the Clippers. Yeah. So... Philly's got a ton of talent. I just don't think they have enough. Boston has the best 
on paper, but I don't know if they're going to be able to put – you know how important chemistry is in basketball. Yeah. And the other team – Milwaukee, I just don't think uh, – they have some perimeter play, but they don't have most of it's pieces. based around yeah. the Greek freak, right. and he's too interior. And I just think Kawhi Leonard, out of all the teams, is the best player, and they had the best record in the East last year. So I would choose Toronto as the biggest threat outside of Houston to the Warriors. But I think a lot of those Eastern Conference – honestly, the Eastern Conference playoffs are going to be more interesting than the Western. Exactly. I like the Celtics a lot. I think that their team isn't doesn't have to gel. They're built for the playoffs. So when they get – You think they're going to put it together? I think they are putting it together now. Okay. I worry um, a little bit about the dominant roles that the young guys, Tatum and Jalen Brown – the roles that they had to take on last year and being the go-to guys and the dominant, now all of a sudden they're the secondary guys. That's why their record has been what it was and why they went on that horrible streak in the middle of the year. If they do learn how to play each other and complement each other, yes, obviously they're the biggest threat to the Warriors outside of Houston. But what was their issue when they lost? They couldn't score. I, mean, yeah. I don't know if you remember, but they were struggling to score towards because the end of Because they didn't know who games. to go to. Now they have Kyrie to come and give you 30-plus points on top of what you were already getting. With yeah, the, but they had Kyrie and struggled. Because Jalen's like, where am I going to get my shots? Kyrie was hurt last year. No, I, I'm talking about this year they oh, struggled. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're struggling with yeah. him. Yeah, I mean. Because they're trying to figure out the roles. Exactly. You're like, do you give it to Hayward? He's the max guy. Kyrie's the superstar with the movie and the championship. That's why when... And Tatum's like, look at what I did last year. Jalen Brown's like, look at what I did last year. When you have a guy like Kyrie who's a veteran to come in who's been in the situation before, able to pace a game for the young guys, I think that'll help them in the playoffs more so. I think Toronto signing Marc Gasol is a great move. That's going to be huge for them in the playoffs, too. That was they a got, big that's sign. A, that's a solid five players you got right there. That's why I picked them. I mean, that's part of why I picked them. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Money by the ton, come get it with no soda. Money by the ton. Shit, they ain't got nothing. We're not doing live uh, video <laughs> right now. We need to do that, though. We got to hop on that Twitch game. Let's see. What's up, boys? Twitch boys. We got to set up the set, you dig? Plus, we got a little special on the set. announcement coming next week. Be in store, Bay Area people. We got a little, little something special on the side of no work today. We're going to have another little tang tang. Yeah, area. Getting ready for the baseball season. There's your hint. Follow him at the Rees 510. Follow us on all social media platforms. Twitch, no work today. Twitter, no work today. Facebook, no work today. Instagram, no work today. I'm at Zach Sports, Z-A-K Sports, for Cousin Ant. I'm Zach Araya. Holla back. Holla!